Welcome back, Beer Leavers, the Don't Stop Beer Leaving podcast. I'm Chris. That's Michael. Thanks for tuning in to our final episode of season one. It's been a great, great ride these yeah. last three months. Can't believe it's been three months. Can't believe it, guys. <laughs> beer leaving. Can't believe it. But we appreciate all the support that we've gotten so far on the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, um, and we can yeah. tune in next week. What's <laughs> what's next week? I'm kidding. You're ending just, the show. It just sounded like you're ending. So I was just <laughs> goodbye. The episode is now over. Apparently, no, no, no. But we we do appreciate all the support we've received, all the comments and suggestions we've got, um, all the different challenges that Michael has given us that you guys have completed, all mm-hmm. the videos you've shared, reviewing different types of beer. It's just awesome to see the engagement and the collaboration. So let's keep that going for season two. Oh, yeah. Um, but before we get into the topic for this week and then and then maybe give a recap of kind of season one and what mm-hmm. we talked about, um, obviously there's a lot going on right now, both in the beer industry as a result of you know the, the virus that's going around. Mm-hmm. And we want to maybe just talk a little bit about what we've seen breweries uh, or sorry, how we've seen breweries react to this. Sure. Uh, obviously, guys, health is is first and foremost um, the priority here. Uh, please make sure that you guys are all being safe and taking care of yourselves and your loved ones. Um, you know, in times like this, though, we think it's important to continue the show and to put out content. Um, we all could use a, a laugh now and then mm-hmm. and um, some entertainment. And obviously, we want to keep the the knowledge share going and keep the conversations around beer going because a lot of these these businesses need our our um, our business right now correct but yeah i mean mike we've seen a lot of stuff happen with with local breweries and unfortunate events and a lot of things canceled and, and stuff like that yeah sure so if you guys remember we were going to go to the saint patrick's day party at guinness the mm-hmm. open gate brewery up in Hawthorne, maryland um, and earlier this week, they released a statement saying that they weren't going to have the celebration, mm-hmm. but they were going to still stay open for normal business hours and having people still come in. And so we were still paying on going. Uh, unfortunately, late, I think Friday evening, they released another statement saying that they're just going to close their doors mm-hmm. um, indefinitely until the things kind of figure themselves out, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's been a, a reaction from a couple places. Uh, Diageo, the owners of, of Guinness, can afford that, but... Places that are smaller, smaller uh, independent craft beer breweries are are trying to stay open as long as they can. And you guys, you can imagine why. I mean, these are small businesses that they take a week weekend off, they're going to feel that. Mm-hmm. They take two weekends off, three weekends off, holy moly. So, yeah, it can certainly um, be felt. Right, right. And, you know, my brewery that I work at, Manor Hill Brewing, uh, as of now, is staying open. Of course, we're taking extra precautions, uh, one of them being we're using single-use cups. Mm-hmm. So every time we do serve beer to a customer, they're served in plastic cups, which we dispose of immediately afterward and serve in a new cup for your new beer. Um, and every time we interact with the customer at all, we're washing our hands and we're sanitizing everything. Um, so it's a little bit more work, but we got, we want to make sure that you guys feel like you have safe space to, to continue to consume our products. Um, for other breweries, though, uh, if you're not feeling safe about coming in, uh, definitely still patronize these places. And mm-hmm. or, Is that the correct word? 
patronize patronize (laughs) continue to be a patron (laughs) to these places and and even if you're not going to stay come in and buy a quick four pack six pack case of beer if you really want to hunker down and and just continue to support your small local businesses because they do they do feel it right now yeah Um, yeah mm -hmm. at times like that's it's important i think to to stimulate the economy you know Mm -hmm. right we need we need those small businesses need support they need um that that revenue and uh, there are a lot of breweries that will be hurting from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but to Mike's point, if you can't go into a brewery because it's closed, um, find a way to, to get their beer either at a local grocery store that sells their product if they're, you have a distribution locally or, or a bottle shop or something like that and just drink it in the comfort of your home because that's a great way you can mm-hmm. continue to support the breweries that you might not be able to go into due to the closures or just don't feel like it's safe to go in. So right. um, obviously if you do decide to go into a brewery that is open, know that they're taking all the precautions necessary um, to, to keep it sanitized and healthy and safe. Uh, prior to going and mm-hmm. i know all the breweries are doing that they've released statements and stuff right yeah uh, but mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable and i think that's the most important part make sure that you are um you know just staying safe at home and you can get these these breweries uh beer at, at local local places yeah. And, yeah and one brewery i do want to shout out real quick is mm-hmm. is one that that is is feeling a little bit more hurt right now is peabody heights brewing in baltimore city um some people decided to throw rocks at their window this, this past week and uh they you know that's just more money that they have to take out of their even lower income now. Yeah. Um, so they released a statement asking in earnest to just keep coming in buying their beers. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, I know we're all getting a little frustrated. We're getting a little uh, uh, a little home cooped up and, and yeah, cabin and, fever. Cabin fever. Come on, you know. <laughs> Do we don't need that. We don't need people that. throwing rocks through beer yeah. breweries windows. But, Come on. Yeah. Well, um, continue to be safe. Continue to drink beer, though. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yep. Um, and, and we're going to do so, and hopefully we can provide some some fun content along the way. Yeah, sure. So, Mike, what are you what are you drinking today? Sure. So, uh, if you guys don't remember, I am a lover of hazy IPAs, <laughs> and my roommate, Surprise. yeah, <laughs> my roommate actually remembered that, and when he went to go vi- visit uh, Leesburg, stopped by Vanish Brewing, mm-hmm. which is a farm woods IP uh, farm woods brewery uh, that does actually a lot of. One really fun thing, it's like 30 plus beers on one flight board, oh, so it's a great place to go with yeah. friends. <laughs> um, but I'm drinking Fire IPA, uh, Fire Emoji IPA, uh, which is like a New England style, so mm. it's it's your hazy, uh, crisp, slight bitterness uh, IPA. I love this one because it has a persistent pillowy head on it. I don't know if you can see, I've been drinking a little bit, but a persistent, like nice foam to it. So it's mm-hmm. very visually appealing, which I'm actually huge about when I'm drinking IPAs, yeah. hazy IPAs, the visual. Um, beautiful color on it. Uh, I do recommend. I do recommend. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great can too. Yeah, yeah, I do um, like that. We'll maybe post a picture of this can um, so you guys can see it better. But it's just a beautifully done can, mm-hmm. and it's cool because they have the um, like the ABV and the ounces, like little text messages on the phone there. <laughs> Brilliant! It's awesome. Brilliant! And the the can. I love the matte finish. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, um, I know the Gondor calls for haze had a similar uh, label. Uh, really well designed, but the matte finish, I think, just looks great. You like the, the matte finish? I, I do. Nice I know. little grip, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful can. Yeah, yeah. So you said this is out in Leesburg, right? Out in Leesburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like a little south of Point of Rocks or so. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll I don't, definitely I, go make a trip if yeah. you guys ever mm-hmm. go out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, hearkening back to uh, the first episode of season one, Mike, we oh, talked gosh. a lot about where you saw the industry, the craft beer industry going. Sure. Um, 
talk to us a little bit about what we've seen. We've seen a lot of the predictions you made regarding, I think, styles and hops kind of come to fruition here the last three months. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys don't remember, back in January uh, for the first episode, we gave our kind of like pulse of the industry. And back then, and still now, I'm learning. And mm-hmm. I'm learning about the industry. I'm trying to monitor it. But throughout these three months where I'm able to, or, you know, this is my job now to watch the industry and see how customers and consumers are reacting, um, I made some predictions. And I think at least one of them, maybe two of them came true. Back then, I was saying that we're going to come back to the IPA style. Breweries are going to be churning these guys out. Maybe not like it was in 2016, 2014, churning out like the IBUs, churning out the triple IPAs, just, you know, insane. But mm-hmm. we did, if you guys look at your tap list, see an uptick in IPAs released from breweries. And specifically ones that were playing around with uh, New Zealand hops. We were seeing New Zealand and Australia, really. We were seeing the Montueka hop, Rakao. There's a Waiiti I see every once in a while. Um, There was a release last week and I think a release next week for using these hops. So um, let us know in the comments below if you made predictions and if they came true. Uh, Let us know if you guys actually have been seeing IPAs, if you believe that my predictions came true. And if those IPAs were using those New Zealand or, or um, uh, Australian hops. Take a look at your, your favorite brewery's little menu and see, or, or just ask your, your brewery's uh, brewers mm-hmm. and see what they, what they were using in their IPAs. Yeah. yeah, and this is something we want to do pretty much every season, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of get a quarterly update on what the industry looks like um, and see whether or not uh, predictions that Mike has for the industry come to fruition. Um, it's kind of cool to just keep tabs on, on where that is and, um, one of the articles, actually, I saw an article um, from uh, BeverageDaily.com, okay. which had a lot of uh, information from, I think it was a year ago. So this stuff is a year old, but the data for this kind of a thing doesn't change too often. It was the top 50 breweries in the U.S. by sales volume. Okay. And the out of the top 50 breweries in the U.S., 40 of them had the designation of craft breweries. That's awesome. That was awesome to see. That's really cool. In the top 10, I think there were only three. It was Sierra Nevada... Uh, Yingling, and which we can get into in a second. No, it's kind of interesting to think of Yingling as a craft brewery. Right. Uh, I forget the other one. Maybe it was uh, New Belgium or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's interesting to me that there are so many craft breweries out there that we don't think of as craft breweries, and I think a lot of that probably is is a little bit of ignorance in regard to what craft beer actually is. And then we wanted to get into, maybe clarify and, and redefine what craft beer is for people. Right, yeah. So when you guys think craft beer, do you guys think yingling? Because you should. You should. Apparently. Yeah. So according to the uh, Brewers Association, craft beer means that the brewery itself produces less than 6 million barrels mm-hmm. a year annually and also is 25% or at least 76% owned independently. Mm-hmm. So if 25% of your company, of your brewery, is owned by another entity, especially a larger entity, and also you produce more than six, barrel, 6 million barrels a year, you're actually not independent. But Yingling is is owned by by its own stock, uh, stock owners and also um, only produces, what, like 2 million barrels? Uh, yeah, not even, I think it's like 1. 1. 1.2 million 2? barrels yeah, a, a so, year. Yeah. The oldest production brewery in America, independent craft beer. And it's one of the largest, too. It's one of the largest yeah. independent productions, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, up in Pottsville, PA. Pottsville. It's a great uh, brewery visit as well. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. They give a great tour. You can see the production. Um, they have a great tasting room as well. It's actually very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think from my perspective, right, I initially never thought of craft beer as as something that was defined so specifically. Right. Um, 
as the average consumer, I, I consider craft beer to be almost like a intangible, um, you know, smell test that you could have had about a, a brewery or a mm-hmm. beer. It's like, oh, is that okay? That's a common beer. Oh, must not be craft. Yeah, yeah. not necessarily you know, what it actually is. Uh, I'm curious to see what the market, um, how the market reacts to maybe that mindset mm-hmm. penetrating a little bit too much of the craft beer scene. Sure, because there are two perspectives, right? You can have people that really stick to that definition from the Brewers Association, and I think it's probably the correct thing to do. Um, but then you can also have people that maybe don't know as much, don't even know those metrics, and make assumptions based of, of a brewery based upon, again, that smell test. What do, they, what do they think about the beer? Do they think it's craft? You know, Has it been around or too popular now to be craft? Yeah. Uh, and that can be a little bit of a, of a fine line and maybe even a dangerous line to walk as we talk about craft beer, yeah, uh, you mentioned, um, and I've seen this as well. You know, a lot of comments on a lot of the beer pages we follow on Facebook, where somebody will be like, "Oh, is this beer even craft anymore?" You know, because X Y Z reason. And then there are a lot of people responding immediately, especially beer enthusiasts who know what they're mm-hmm. talking about, being like, "Look at their numbers. By definition, this is a craft brewery." Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, if you asked me two years ago uh, if if a beer was craft or not, mm-hmm. basically my metric was, "Have I ever heard about it before?" Yeah, because if I haven't, probably. If I have, most likely not. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard about Yingling. I, I drank Yingling a lot, and I always thought that it was, you know, big beer. Mm-hmm. But no, apparently not. Yeah, I think there's a big difference and differentiator between craft brewing as an industry and, like, even the microbreweries and the, the small, small breweries that are maybe experimenting a bit more. You mm-hmm. know, you don't have Yingling coming out with these crazy, hazy IPAs, right? right. They do one thing, and they do it really well. Really well. <laughs> Obviously, they have other beers, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to differentiate that and separate that from the defi- definition of craft beer. Yeah, so and obviously from, we're trying to cover the whole spectrum. Right, right. And, but from now on, now you guys know when we're talking about craft beer, we're going to be using the Brewers Association metric, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, and using that as our baseline where we're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up season one here, we just want to again thank everybody for for watching and for listening. Um, we appreciate all the all the support. Um, please continue to give us suggestions and comments as we go into season two here. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick plan for that. We'll be off next week um, and we'll come back strong starting in April, two weeks from now Correct. with um, season two. Um, as a reminder, we had a great, great episode last week um, yes. with the St. Patrick's Day special. If you guys haven't had a chance to watch that, we'll link it above for you guys. My favorite episode of yeah. season one, really. Oh, I such mean, a great episode. We were just talking not only... So we were doing this in collaboration with Stupid Fat Hobbits mm-hmm. podcast, which is actually one of Chris's other uh, yeah. podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the guys over there, Johnny and and Pat and us, were just having a great time talking through St. Patrick's Day traditions, mm-hmm. the history of the celebration here in America, and also comparing what you should be drinking. You know, So I was mm-hmm. leaning towards Irish Red Ale over the conversation between Irish Red and Stouts. But Johnny and Pat, they're focusing on seltzers. And yeah. that's just something that we've been talking about all throughout basically this entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were at a party yesterday where yeah. we were the only ones who brought beer. We brought Guinness to a St. Patrick's Day party. Everyone else brought seltzers. Yeah, there was like four different types of seltzers. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? Right, like, what, what's happening? And uh, I guess... You know, that's just the trend these days. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's looking at calories. But honestly, that's kind of a, of a, something that we were trying to debunk yesterday, too. Guinness, mm-hmm. what is that, 125 calories mm-hmm. in a beer? Everyone's like, oh, gosh, it's got to be like 150, 175, 200. Oh, there were, there were people putting out numbers of upwards of 400 calories yeah. for a Guinness. And we were like, like, that's, their, that's their guess. Yeah, assumption. well, because people see, uh, and this is, 
I think that's just in general. They see a darker beer, they always think it's higher calories. Mm, yeah. Um, granted, it's going to have more carbs than a seltzer. It's uh, but you know, seltzer has it runs you ninety to hundred calories. Mm. Compa- comparably, like twenty five calories for better flavor. I'm gonna. I go. think I take that every day of the week and <laughs> twice on Sunday. Right. Yeah. That that was a great episode. Again, we'll link that for you guys. I think my favorite episode was the. Uh, beer psychology episode. Oh, okay. I just, I love the idea of where you drink a beer impacting the experience um, and even the taste, you know, like psychologically. Yeah. That's why I love uh, Irish pubs and that's why I love having bonfires and drinking around bonfires. It's, there's something intangible about that that really does impact and influence your experience. Yeah, that's, and awesome. that's just one of my favorite things. So that was my favorite. We'll episode. definitely talk a little bit more about beer psychology then in season two. Oh, yeah. You know, it's something that's growing as a, as a, as a, knowledge field for mm-hmm. for this industry is is how we feel um like emotionally is going to affect how mm-hmm. we taste and also when we're describing our our flavor perceptions in a beer working through well realizing that working through our memories working through our experiences is what helps us describe a beer mm-hmm. you know knowing that going ahead will help you just figure out your vocabulary a lot sooner so yeah yeah we'll talk yeah. about that a little bit more well let us know what your favorite episode of season one was we'd love to hear it um again that'll give us some great feedback going into season two mm-hmm. um but we cannot wait to get back um at it and get all the stuff that mike's got planned for for those yeah. next episodes <laughs> um rearing ready to go we got some awesome segments and we'll do more beer tastings and more topics so Please, please stay with us. Um, and as always, you can find us on Facebook at Don't Stop Beer Leaving. Uh, you can like us on Instagram. And as always, send questions and comments to Don't Stop Leaving at gmail.com. And with that, we will see you all in two weeks for season two. Cheers. Cheers.